This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Well, I think it's uh, uh, David Bernstein, the former chief executive of the Football Association, and he asked me, uh, he said, Roy, would you like to become England manager? And I said to David Bernstein, the chief executive of the Football Association. <laughs> see these kids go like, is there a high shelf I can jump off? Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Knockout takes, Almunia saves, knockout follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wobbler on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Carlos. And I'm Peter. Right, now I was going to say how are we doing, but obviously you don't like that, Pete. You always sort of ask people how they're doing on spaces and go, oh, I shouldn't ask you that because obviously you're not doing very well because you just lost a game. We haven't just if lost a game. If there's one thing I've done consistently, it's annoy people on spaces. And it's something I, <laughs> I, I, I feel I've almost mastered and I wish to carry on. Well, you Don't carry on. ask me how I am. How dare the, you? Yeah. The only person the only person I didn't ask last week was Neil. And he went, well, you could have asked me. And he got me, offended. I've, I've just won on Bet365. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did, Come didn't on. he? He did. He had a little windfall, didn't he, Neil? Yeah. He did. He did. He did. Yeah. Well, you might, you must I like this tactic, though. I, I might, um, obviously, I'm going to the Palace game, so I might, I might chip in with a bit of that. I must admit. Yeah, what, what was it? He did. He, um, he, he put us to lose, didn't he? After we, after they went one all mm. or something, one nil up. Yeah, and then he put the bet on. Yeah, he oh, put it on at six to one. Lamps in. Got it. Nice. Good, Good lad. Other other bets are available anyway. So yes, that was the Burnley game, which was. Well, I actually enjoyed the first half of that. I've got to be honest, I thought it was quite good. I thought, why can't we play like this more often? I thought we've got some nice attacking football, some nice little passages of play. And, you know, I think the second half, players were starting to get tired and you think, well, they'll make a change in a minute. They didn't. And then we lost 2-1. And, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the season in a nutshell, isn't it, that game? We run out of steam, didn't we? <laughs> Simple as. Out of steam. Not that we've ever really got going this season. But, um, yeah, in that game, we just we just ran out of steam. And Burnley did what Burnley do best, you know, set up really well and got got the goal. As soon as that, that first one went in, I was like, oh, it's coming. 
And well, I was, was right. Yeah, it definitely was. I just need to very quickly talk about uh, an experience I had before the game. So we were, well, I was hoping to get down to the bunker, actually, to uh, to to hand over one of the prizes. And I found myself at the corner, I think we're going to call it the northwest corner, uh, which is the sort of the entrance nearest the Graham Taylor mural. Uh, and and I, the rookery, yeah. Uh, I needed and to get rookery, to yeah. the rookery. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah so yeah. effectively, I needed to do a sort of half lap of the stadium. And I said to uh, a Vicarage roadie, oh, I can see the buses are going down there. Is there a quicker way around? And he went, come with me, I'll take you through the stadium. Have you tapped in? And I said, no, I haven't tapped in. And he said, good, because if you tap in, you can't go out and come back in again. Fine. So he walked me all the way through the stadium, all along the upper rouse. Sorry, upper Graham Taylor. Uh, <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> I know. All along, the, yep. all along the Shrodells he took me. And um, <laughs> he... Um, he said to everybody that we passed, don't worry, he's with me, he's with me. And it went, all right, whatever, whatever. And we eventually ended up at the sort of turnstile bit where you would go in if you've been to the bunker and you're going yeah, in. To directly the, in front of you, the steps. the steps. At the top of the stairs, yeah. At the top of the stairs, but sort of a door next to that. So I'm walking out. There's two guys in suits who went, oi, hey, where are you going? And I went, oh, just down the bunker, I'll be back in a minute. Uh, you've been inside the ground, haven't you? Yes, I have. Well, under Premier League rules, I can't let you back in. And I went, uh, right, okay. I said, well, I've not tapped. The guy who, was, who showed me through, who showed you through then? Well, it was a uh, Vicarage Roadie. Yeah, yeah, they don't know what they're doing, mate. No, nah, they should never have done that. <laughs> right. Oh, I good. Said, but I'm a... They're only looking after the general public. Yeah, I said, but I'm, Thank a, you for that. I'm a fan. I'm just doing this and I'm trying to do something. No, under Premier League rules, mate, I can't let you back in. So I thought, right, well, what do I do now? So Is this guy I, from Cornwall? Yeah, obviously, yeah. True, mate. <laughs> Yeah, Your name's sure. not down here, you're not coming in. It's very, very much like that. Um, sort of, you know, a couple of Phil Mitchells standing there in suits. Um, so I kind of considered my options and I could hear CB radios going off. Yeah, security force, security force. Someone go and tell that Vicarage Roadie that he's not supposed to be letting people down and all this sort of stuff going on. Anyway, to cut a very long story short, I was there for about, I don't know, 20 minutes, I guess, probably even longer than that. And I took the decision that sort of very publicly I was uh, going to make a bit of a fuss because now I was really fed up. So I rang my other half and said, well, I think I'm going to have to come home. And she said, why is that? I said, well, you wouldn't believe it, but um, I've walked through the stadium, didn't I? and he's come up to me while I'm talking. He's gone, well, I didn't say that. I didn't say you couldn't come in. I said, we will find out what's going on. So if you would like to finish your call, and because you've been very nice, I will let you go to the bunker because I've been very nice. Right, okay. Um, and uh, Well, I don't believe that for a start. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I was actually making a bit, of a bit of a nuisance of myself. I kept mentioning things like, oh, this will go on a podcast, and of course, here we are. And, um, <laughs> and, and and then I had to report to him uh, when I wanted to enter the ground, only for him to say, that's fine, go through now. But he made he, sure... Yeah. He sounds like a failed police officer. Yeah. 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 There, yeah. There, there's always been stewards, and every ground's got them, haven't they? Which is like, they've been given some kind of high-vis jacket, and they think they're bloody Napoleon. Suddenly. It's the high-vis jacket of power. That's why, that's why, actually, when, I, when me and Justin were in the, the ground for the secret meeting, we were walking through the the rookery, and I they were all hanging up. Oh yeah, I, I know you were going to have one of them. You please. were going to have one. They, they are they are powerful. Yeah. Powerful. You can go anywhere with one of them. They didn't have my size, unfortunately. <laughs> I would have had one as well. 
Um, so anyway, to cut a long story short, the Vicarage Roadies can do one, and um, I hope that uh, that never happens to anybody else. So just as a word of warning to anybody, not that we're going to be in the Premier League for, for, for long, because I believe this was a Premier League rule, but if you've left the ground, you can't get back in under some sort of bizarre reasoning that wasn't really made clear to me other than, other than you can't do that, mate. So there we go. That was my story. But was it was it a vicarage roadie who was helpful, and then somebody else who was unhelpful, or was it the vicarage? Well, roadie yes, no, no, unhelpful? no. It was the vicarage roadie that was helpful, but of course he shouldn't have done that. He should have been sort of perhaps better trained. Mm. And I, I would question there how all that works because let's I'll just give you a scenario. The coach driver turns up at Vicarage Road, enters the stadium, realizes he's left his mobile phone in the coach or a bag or something like that, and then has to nip back out. So under Premier League rules, they're not allowed to do that. This wasn't a scenario that came to mind that I could have argued. I know, of course. I wish it had. I wish it had. That's why we have these chats. I wish it had because I might have brought that one up. Actually, (laughs) excuse me, my lud. I think you'll find the precedent set in the previous (laughs) example. I refer you to. I uh, refer to section. (laughs) I refer you to Gutierrez versus Real Madrid. Yes, exactly. So So speaking, and of course, speaking of Real Madrid, I mean, we're recording this the day after Real Mm. Madrid have put out Man City. Shame. (laughs) Yeah. But, but, of course, loads of Real Madrid fans were streaming out of the Bernabeu, not that you'd know it because half the seats were covered with things, and, of course, couldn't get back in as the goals were scored and history mm-hmm. was made and an extra half hour. Shame that, eh? Well, it's obviously not just Premier League rules, is it? It's obviously uh, Champions League rules as well. That once you're out, you can't come back in, and that's the end of that. So, uh... just a, a, And another one that's just dawned on me, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but at some away grounds, and in the Premier League this has happened, they have, at Leeds and Norwich, I can assure, because I've, I've stood outside, but they have areas for people to smoke outside of the stadium, which technically means they're leaving the stadium. So are these areas you're able to go and smoke at half-time or something, are you? Yeah, yeah. I've stood outside. Uh, Leeds, we did it. Norwich, we did it. There's a a few. People will back me up on this. Are you still within the confines of the... Yeah, you see, I I was outside the ground. So really, I mean, are you on a concourse when you're doing that at Norwich? No, you're out, you're, you out, so, so they open like what would be normal, the exits, and you're out, so, I mean, at Leeds, you're in, it's, it's kind of segregated anyway, but you're in the away bit, but there's nothing stopping you going wherever you want, outside of the ground. Well, so I find, I find it weird. Yeah, I do I think as well. It's pro- I think it's probably fairly understandable that after a season of seeing, you know, after about the 70th minute or the 80th minute, everybody's <laughs> streaming out of... <laughs> Out of Vicarage Road, looking completely fucked off, having no intention of ever going back ever in going time back. until the next game. Yeah. They went, what, what, you mean you want to go back in? Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, what's I, done it. I know the game hasn't started, but as life choices go, yeah. not going in at all, that sounds good. Yeah. That's what's happened. Yeah. The guy's gone. The guy was perplexed by you wanting to re-enter. I, I will tell you, after I, I will tell you genuinely what I think happened. I think he started to have a bit of a go, and I said, but I haven't even touched in yet and that confused him a bit because he thought well well, how did you come through? And I said, well, I've explained yeah, to you, yeah. I would have been brought through because yeah. he didn't see the Vicarage Roadie. He effectively dropped me at that point and then walked away. He thought I'd touched There's nothing him, telling anyone that you've been in the ground because your ticket hasn't touched the... Correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I, there's nothing stopping you from walking right around the other end. If well, that was that would have been my yeah, that would have been yeah. my final thing. Would have been okay. Well, look, see you, lads. I'm going home then, and then I would have walked round to somewhere far away from that particular turnstile and beaten and tapped in there. Yeah. yeah. 
But I think fundamentally it comes down to the fact that I mean, and we always say Jobs treat, 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 <laughs> yeah, but treat yeah. us like fans, not as customers. Customers, yeah, hundred percent. But, but you wouldn't treat a customer like that. You should treat a fan with even more consideration, rather than mm. exactly. This is Premier League rules. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, quite so. <laughs> Well, he did. He gave many. That was the problem. He yeah, was, he was. Quite you gave willing. a few by the sounds of it as well. Well, <laughs> I gave a few. I said a few. Good. But yeah, no. I, I just, just sort it out, lads. Just be, just be nice, and just yeah. train your vicarage roadies a bit better. As it turns out, I now know there is a way round because you pointed it out to me, Peter. That was the one that we were trying to find when we had AFTV with us. You can go down and. Oh, round you can. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you can. Yeah, I, 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 I went round via the hospital to get to the uh, to get to the bunker that way. But I. I okay. Just, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, there you go. There for the, go. For those looking that. for the way, you go in floor two of the car park, and you just go straight down to floor one and come out, and there you are. You're in the uh, the walkway next to the next to the bunker. There we oh. go. Hi, this is Dougie Brimson, and you are listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, which is pretty awesome. So it's been made official. Roy Hodgson is leaving at the end of the season, and uh, yeah, I can't say I'm massively disappointed about that at all. Uh, did we notice that he picked up a gong at the uh, Palace uh, a couple of days ago? Did that I go saw noticed? It. I saw it on the news, yes. Funnily enough, that wasn't actually uh, mentioned by any official social media from the club because they realised that that would have meant the Vic got burnt down, I expect. So looking at new managers, um, one name that's been touted quite a lot is John Eustace. I did run a Twitter poll to say, uh, John Eustace as manager of Watford FC, yes or no, 416 votes. It is split 50-50. There is not one percentage either way. It's 50-50 with the fans by the looks of things. Now, I did send you earlier on, Peter, a list of the Betfair odds, but this is from The Sun. So the Watford next manager odds are at the top, Sean Dyche, uh, 3-1. to Uh, We've spoken about Sean Dyche coming back before. What do we think? Sean Dice. Yeah, I think if the, if the Sun had probably run a run a story in the paper, then a load of wombles will go in, look at that, and go and weigh in up the weigh in at the bookies, and then the odds come tumbling down. Um, mm. Sean, Sean Dice. No, I, I, I really don't see it. I don't see it as the direction of flight that the club want to go in, in terms of how they've stated they want to go in. As we are standing at the moment, we have the least Sean Dyche squad ever known to man. <laughs> um, you know, you could you could imagine what Sean Dyche would have done to Messina and Truce de Kong on kind of duck gate. You know, that would have gone down well in the dressing room. No, yeah. I'm, far, I'm far more pro John John Eustace than uh, the, the, than Sean Dyche. Yet still admiring what, what, what Dyche did for us no problem with that just don't think that's the direction we want to go in what do you think Carl Dicey yes no come back would you have yeah, do you know what when he when he uh, when he left Burnley he was one that I did say I'd love to have him back but I I think when you when you look at it in the cold heart of day it's it's what manager's going to fit in with our regime and mm. and Sean Dyche for me really doesn't fit in with it so as much as I would like him to have the opportunity and think that he would generate enthusiasm and so forth I, I, I just can't see it happening well underneath that four to one Nuno Espirito Santo didn't do a lot of spurs did he I don't know was he a goalkeeper do we know yes but, yes he was yeah. he was I think he was the reserve keeper for the Porto team when um, Mourinho was there Mourinho was there oh yeah. really okay. and so as, as, as somebody wasn't necessarily playing quite as much as he might have done he was picking Mourinho's brain left right and centre so yeah, there you go. Okie dokie. 13 to 2. I never like the to twos because I, I, I have to then try and work out what that is to one. That's a six and a half to one, is it? 
what That's do, it, yeah. Why do they do this? It gets yeah. Why don't you just put six and a half to one? Six and a half to one, one. we know yeah. where we are. You know, anyway, that's... that's <laughs> Can I just say, terrible I, hope, I hope Rich WFC2 knows what he started when he brought in decimal points, and now we're having yes. advanced fractions. Exactly. Fractions, just just, yes. saying, just yeah. saying, Rich, look what you started. Now the bookies are catching up. Absolutely. Right, well, uh, Fabio Cannavaro is 13 to two. Paolo Fonseca, help me here. Who's he? Nine to one. Paolo Fonseca. He, he's actually shortened. Uh, sorry, no. What was he? Nine to one. Though. Nine to one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now he's lengthened now. So, yeah. So that's uh, who is I, he? Who is this guy? Do we know? It's not a name I'm familiar with, but then you know, world football I've, and me are kind of strangers. Yeah. No, there's, no, there's lots I'm of. Try, I'm faces. trying to remember where he was. He was at. He was at. Um, what's the Ukrainian club? Shakhtar Donetsk. Donetsk. Um, and he did a good job there. He's Portuguese. I remember that. And he, he, yeah, no, he's got a he's got a good record, good reputation. Um, and he was kind of certainly joined us, but just beforehand or, or supposed. He was the one talking about Mourinho. I think that Mourinho then replaced um, at Roma. So okay. I think he's kind of he's had he's had some good spells and he's had some you know kind of issues, etc. So Mourinho went in and replaced him there at Roma. Okay. Well, one name that was touted around almost immediately was Diego Martinez. He's ten to one here on the Betfair odds. Again, I'm not massively sure I know who he is. What was his background? Well, he was. Oh, which, which, which? So I'm trying to remember who he was close with. But he's been basically with uh, in Spain. His big job, effectively, he he did some bits at Osasuna. He was a youth and kind of development coach. And his real time came when. The Potsos had sold Granada. Mm. In that in that season, they went down. They were bought by some Chinese corporation in Segunda Liga or Segunda B, whichever one you want to call it, second division Spain, really. He got them promoted. The next year, I think they finished seventh in, in La Liga, which for a team newly promoted or any team outside of, you know, the normal kind of names that you will see, was really an achievement got into the Europa League. I think the following season, he finished the ninth. So, yeah, and he, he's had a good run there. He had decided by all accounts at the end of last season that he was going to take 12 months away from the game. And um, I believe both when, when Ranieri was appointed and also when Hodgson was appointed, that they did actually go to Diego Martinez and say, would he consider taking it? He is, by all accounts, living in a house in St Albans, learning English in the same way that Walter Mazzari was doing so. I think he was living in Manchester, but, you know, you get the point. In UK, watching football, trying to understand the culture. That explains a lot. Yeah, that yeah. Explain a lot. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so okay. uh, very, very highly regarded was um, was everybody's um, kind of favourite. Again, the excellent Lou Orns um, on his blog space wrote a, a fantastic piece. If you want to know all you want to know about uh, about Diego Martinez, go go there for that and more. Obviously, uh, no, no, he would be one that I would have definitely wanted to go after. I think Adam Leventhal said. It's less likely to happen than had previously been the case. I think not being in top flight, that's probably that probably he, might might. Yeah, he fits the, he fits the mold though, doesn't he? For a while, oh, yeah. When we when we just started this, and I said Sean Dyche wouldn't get you know wouldn't take it because of, of of how we operate. He, I think he would probably settle a lot quicker than than someone like that. So yeah, yeah. He, he does come with a good pedigree. I must admit. And and the Europeans are used to the European coaches mm. are used to the fact that they are given a group of players, but players, they would yeah. they would want to influence it. And obviously one of the things that's been said is that uh, that's the direction of flight we want to go in. So we've also been linked with a with a procession of younger English coaches. Um I mean John Eustace just just being one. I mean he had a great two year spell, albeit at Kidderminster Harriers, uh which was in the 
see what the conference, I think it was in the conference proper, not the conference north or south or wherever they put the conference, if you're in the Midlands. Don't know if that's north or south. Um, but he was regarded as as basically being the putting together a team that was, quote unquote, the Barcelona of non-league. Then he's been um, assistant manager at QPR. He left, he left Kidderminster to go to QPR and work with um, another youth uh, manager, Mark Warburton, formerly youth manager at uh, Watford before he kind of went out on his own. But then we've had the, the succession of other ones. I don't know. Has, has your list got Kieran McKenna on it? No, it hasn't, actually. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll come to Kieran McKenna in a second, actually. Let's just have a quick look at some of the long odds here. Okay. Um, 16 to 1, Rafael Benitez, please no, uh, would be my take on that, personally. I just know. <laughs> I guess that's no from you guys as well, is it, Rafa? I think I think Rafa will keep his, his powder dry, so he'd be the next person back in at Newcastle, personally. Uh, that's not a bad mm. show, actually. Um, Big Sam, 16 to 1. John Terry, 20 to 1. Um, yeah, God. Yeah, I know. John, can you imagine John Terry? That, I know. I've been... That, uh, is it Daniel Fart? That was at Norwich. His name yeah. is banded around now and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not on this list, but I have heard his name mentioned. And then you've got Bielsa and uh, Rudy Garcia at twenty to one. Oh, I've um, got some great ones here. Go you on, want to see these ones? Go I've on. got Gareth Mark, Ainsworth. Is Mark Hughes on there. Please tell me Mark. No, Hughes. no, no, he's not. Thank <laughs> God. Okay. Even if he was, I would not read it. Okay. <laughs> Mark Hughes, is it Mark Hughes at Bradford? Now? He's at Bradford. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good oh, okay. and good luck to him. Maybe yeah, he stay about his successful yeah. career there. All right, Gareth Ainsworth. Gareth Ainsworth. Yeah. The bass player of an indie band. And is what he always looks he like is. to me. I've, he, I'm literally watching him here with his shirt basically undone. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like he's just come off tour with I don't know Star Sailor or something. He, he, just, he yeah. was he was a singer in a local band. He I know, is, yeah. they, they, they played the community center, and I knew Colin who played them once. Um, played guitar in the band. This would so, explain a, a lot. He did play as well, though, didn't he, Gareth Ainsworth? He played. I think he was a yeah, singer, yeah. singer mainly. As a singer mainly. Did he play football? He played football. No, I'm sorry, Pete. Sorry, ignore the instrument belt part of it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yes, this is, no, see, now I know there's a couple of musos talking here, obviously, but no, he played football. I'm saying, Gareth yes, Ainsworth. He, he was. He had a long career at QPR, and he ended up at Wickham, which is, I think, Wickham, where, yes. where we went into it. Yeah. Okay. Nice little uh, misunderstanding. And he there. must have sung, obviously, at some function at QPR as well. So I'm still wrong. Never mind. <laughs> S- Slavon Bilic. Oh, God, Slavon Bilic. Yeah, he was mentioned last time, wasn't he, Slavon, I think? Mm. Yeah. And I think yeah. last His time he went... His name's in there as well. Chris Wilder, uh, he's coming yeah, up. John- no. Jonathan Woodgate. No. Scott Parker. That's never going to happen, is it? No. Uh, Lee Johnson. No. Bielsa. No. Russell Martin. Sol Campbell at 50 to 1. Oh, no. No, no, no. Oli Gunnarsholska. No. No. Yeah. It, there's some terrible... Uh, Who's making these names up? It's just this, almost... this is this is from William Hill. Oh, it's William Hill, is it? Okay. Mm. All right. So Wayne, Rooney's, Wayne Rooney's at 16 to 1. See, that's but, the same odds as Benitez. Yeah. You've got to remember, right, William Hill and Bet365 and all, all the other crap that's all over premiership shirts these days, they're in the, they're in the job of getting people's money. And yeah. if he comes out and says Diego Martinez and everybody's response is who, they're not going to lump onto it, are they? Mm. Whereas if they put in all the familiar names and you go, oh, well, I think, well, yeah, they'll go for it. Yeah, um, you know, Roy Hodgson was a was a long shot to start, as yeah. I remember. And then I when we, we were on a podcast, when we, we knew about it, we were trying to put money on in the market. Yeah, closed. we were trying to throw so, money on it. Yeah. <laughs> I've just heard this option. I got a nudge right. to say, he's at the training ground. I was like, no, right. no, 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 can't and, be. And the market's closed just as I was trying to put money on. It's like, yeah. oh, the market's shut on him. Good grief. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think, I think, I hope the more accurate ones, because you know everybody on the Twitter spaces has come out and said, and everybody on the you know, the last podcast where we were talking through the top five requests were, can we have a young 
progressive manager. Mm-hmm. Diego yeah. Martinez, tick, tick, ticks Fix that the box. Bill. John Eustace ticks that box. A lot of people are saying, well, he hasn't really taken, you know, a, a, a first team in the in the championship or even actually in league football. So, you know, that may be his problem. But the yeah, but then neither had Boothroyd, to be fair, at the time. No, no, absolutely. And and at the end of the day, you can only get experience by doing it. Yeah. So if if the play, you know, if he's got that chance, Kieran McKenna, who we, we mentioned earlier on, who was a a coach at, at Man United, um, and of course after Solskjaer got bounced, he got the Ipswich Town gig and has, you know, by all accounts, gone in and imposed himself on it. Uh, on the team, created a style of play, and everybody is very happy and wants to try to try to keep him as best they can. Well, he's on my list here on odds checker, which is which was as of uh, last night, um, he was six to one, um, oh, okay. which was put put him in in kind of second place. You've also got Fabio Cannavaro, the former Italy. His name was mentioned before Hodgson, wasn't it? Yeah, and and Juventus captain. Absolutely, he was interviewed. He is very highly regarded by all, by all accounts. Um, but the problem is, most of his coaching has happened in China where he went out to one of the the big teams and it kind of failed he went to the smaller team in the same city and then took them up from the second division then he got the gig back at the first team won the championship it's still China I get it absolutely but at the end of the day he can only get experience with where he's been Russell Martin's gone into Swansea and he's played nice football but they're 16th or something in the championship it's not like it's been a a winning ticket you've also got people like Liam Manning uh, MK Dons, um, who again has gone there. He was connected in with the Man City group of, of of clubs. So, you know, kind of city football, as they call it. So I, I know he was at New York City and now he's been at MK Dons. MK Dons, very, very highly regarded. So you hope that if what Scott Duxbury had intimated previously that we were looking for, somebody who might be a, a longer planning, kind of progressive, proactive, younger manager, that those are the sort of names that you would hope to see. And, and yeah, yeah, of course, they've still got Jonathan Woodgate and and, uh, and Wayne Rooney on there as well. Uh, the, the final one was uh, Gerhard Struber, who was at Barnsley, not last year, when they when they come down, but the season before, when they had a, a a really good season, and he's gone off to New York Red Bulls, I think it is the other side of not not the City connection, but the the Red Bulls there had done done reasonably well, as, and and he was apparently highly regarded by the Pozzo network. So there's a there's lots to look out for, so, presumably with a, with a short close season because yeah. we start again back end of July. They've got to make a decision pretty bloody sharpish. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I'm going to give you both a, a virtual tenor here. And I'm going to ask you to, to 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 put it on who you think out of all of those will end up being the next Watford manager. I've got a sneaky suspicion, John Eustace. What do you think, Pete? My money's with Carl. Yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be John I, I'm not going to be the manager. He, oh, he's well, wasted the tenor there. No, no. He's wasted the tenor there, I think you will be. Could, could you imagine, basically, the amount of... The, the fact that after a defeat, the management would moan more than the fans. I mean, that's got to be something, surely. <laughs> something. No, John Eustace. That'd John Eustace, great. I... I, I really like, and again, Lou Orne's another punt for Lou Orne's here. He's done a very, very good article really going through exactly what he's done uh, from the management side, what he thinks will, will be good. He is very highly regarded, and he has also just been appointed, I say just in the last six, seven weeks, as the number two 
true for the Republic of Ireland. Now, why that's important is because the, those kind of decisions tend to be made by the FA coaching areas. They tend to know who were the real, really progressive coaches who were there. They don't tend to appoint people into these positions who've got no idea whatsoever. And he's been, you know, well regarded at, uh, at QPR by all accounts. A lot of people have said, really? Well, why haven't QPR given him the gig? Well, the, you know, the season's only just finished. They might be wanting to take their time. He might be going, well, hold on, I'll wait and see what's happening with Anna Vicarage Road. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Absolutely. It'll not be wrong because we that's what we said. Who's your virtual tenor on? No, you're saying John Eustace, I think. Yeah, I think because that's where all the noise seems to be at the moment. It seems to be the most focus on John Eustace. Yeah, normally. and he, he, I think because of the, the connection with the club and, you know, there's a lot of talk, you know, even at QPR, people saying that he's he's really come on leaps and bounds and he's, he's sort of tailor-made for, for management. So I, I just, yeah, funny feeling about John Eustace, but... I won't be disappointed if it is him. I've got to admit, I get fully behind John. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have many very sort of strong memories of him as a player. I know he was there for a very long time because he actually breached the gap between Boothroyd and Zola, didn't he? I think mm. in his yeah, mm. yeah. So, yeah. so he was there for quite he, a long yeah, he time. He used to travel from Stoke on Trent to to Watford. Did he? He never, never ever moved. Right. He used to live in Stoke on Trent. That, well, okay, so you know that's quite a long journey to do two, three times a week, whatever it is. Mm. Um, the thing that the thing that a lot of people said about John Eustace was he, he would you know yes he'd, he'd be a captain by example but he'd also be a captain by how he articulated himself and when he spoke people listened because it was worth listening to if you if you're looking for a young manager who's got a connection with the club and no that's not the be all and end all but it just helps it might give mm. you know, a few people a bit more a bit more patience with him but we're going to need to have some patience at some stages definitely some somebody who can hold the dressing room somebody who can lead by example and somebody who won't take any bollocks out of everybody in the dressing room but go no it is this way or it is out the dressing room door it's your choice I think he 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 ticks those credentials for me um I wouldn't mind Martinez either but I think um I think he was also kind of lining up for potentially being lined up for the Celta Vigo role which I think was becoming available and he's I believe his hometown or very close to it so we shall see where we go just just to touch back we've also mentioned Scott Duxby there a minute ago now his thing that he released before the game against Burnley came under a lot of criticism came in for a lot of flack but I think, on reflection, I, I didn't join in with the flag. I, I actually thought, mm. well, hang on a minute. Here's someone who's actually trying to address the problems. Yeah, it's a bit late. You could have done this yeah. five, six, ten games ago. But I thought there was a lot of humility in there. I, what did you think when, when you read I, it? I completely agree. Um, I think it was brought up on the Twitter space, wasn't it? I'm still listening. And I, I, I was doing a the uh, nodding dog act when when you actually said that, Justin. I couldn't agree more. You, you, they're, they're in a position where we've all had enough. We're all fucked off to the end of it now, you know, and we all want the same thing. We want the season to end, but we also want them to acknowledge their mistakes. Mm. And in that, he acknowledged it. And, and I know... There's people say, well, he said it before. You know, he's, he he said it before, and nothing changed. And but we can't judge him on that until he's had the opportunity to do that. And I, I think that there's no other club. Um, somebody came on and said that. Uh, do you know any other club that a, a chairman writes that? Does it matter? No. I think the fact that I think the fact that he's even do, all right, he's doing it, or it's being public, whatever's happening, but it's being done. And I and I and I think we we covered it off that we just want that. We just want a bit of acknowledgement that mistakes have happened and put our hands up and, and yeah. we try and move on and the club's doing that. So I've, got, I've, yeah. got, I've got a feeling it, it, he's in the last chance saloon now though, a little bit. It was it was Alex. It was Alex King who who, who 
said about you know well d- does anybody else do these manage uh, these mm. chairman quotes because you know isn't it a bit now and uh, i remember saying about it because they publish it each week but you were spot on justin that this was the first time i think to my knowledge that they they published it on the website yeah because not not all of the things kind of you know that make that but in fairness to the club if somebody turns around and says yeah it ain't good enough then do put that out because we've been criticising them about having no empathy, having no humility about it. They've done it. But all of those people who turned around and said, yeah, heard it before, they're not wrong. They've heard they've heard something similar two years ago. Um, and, and and they're absolutely right to necessarily feel that way. It means that, as, as you said, Scott is possibly in the last chance saloon. Obviously, you guys at the, uh, at the supporters committee, when he turned around and said, no, the buck stops with me. If you look at Gino Pozzo, he's always had a Nani, or a Giraldi, or a Giretta, and in this case, a Duxbury, as a buffer between him and responsibility. I mean, Reva, he, he got the chop for um, for the for the forged letter from Santander. Nothing to do with, but it's, there's always plausible deniability. Now, I'm sure that Mr. Pozzo is a very busy, very, you know, kind of influential man, and he's got people who do things for him. So it may be absolutely right, but it was very interesting that Scott Duxbury turned around and said, no, I'm the one, I'm the one with my neck on the line. I'm the one where the buck stops and it's my decisions. And I wonder whether or not that's Gino saying, there's no point sacking another technical director because we've already gone through three of those well i hope they've gone well, through three of them certainly yeah um it, it's gonna have to be a next you know a big gun next so i wonder if that might be the case who knows mm. but um no I, i'll always think the best of it and hope to see something but if he doesn't turn it around i agree with you last yeah, chance alone it is 100 last chance yeah this is thomas briskin and you are listening do not scratch your eyes podcast so something that i put out uh, on twitter during the week was uh, well it was supposed to be a bit of a throwaway thing actually but it seemed to catch on so we're going to go through some of the answers here so the question was tell us you're a hornet without telling us you're a hornet now there were a, f- a few very very good answers one of them which made me laugh immediately but didn't get as many likes as i thought it should have done was uh, can you smell burnt toast which was yours carl <laughs> um, but the trouble is that you have to walk Walk into the Vicarage um, Road end. I, I, I've got to say this. I, every time I walk past that kiosk, I, I'm looking around saying, can everyone else smell burnt toast? It's not just me. Am I all right? No, no, there's burnt toast. Excellent. It does. And I'll carry on. It does smell I'm going for toast. a medical every time I enter the ground. There is definitely a strong smell of bread on fire. <laughs> In that, that part does, of the ground, that does that does sound like the Daniela Westbrook defence. I have to say, oh, well, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that could be it. Uh, yes, well, one of the answers was was incidentally, incidentally, the Daniela Westbrook defence, the only defence that morally ever penetrated. Hey, hey. I tell you what, you gotta you gotta have been going in the mid nineties to get that one, Pete. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone born after 85, forget it. Um, right. Oh, uh, I know my audience. Yes. <laughs> Very good. So someone's put, I love to take vegetables to games. Now, what is this about oh, taking vegetables oh, to games? That's a Luton, I bet that's a Luton fan. I bet that's a Luton fan. Oh. No, no, no. There, there's, enough, there's enough shame about that through the Watford Yeah, I, I get I, yeah. I don't understand there's, that at all. I didn't get that reference at all. Um, yeah. There was it, some... I can't, Peter, you I can't, remember remember it, I can't even remember what it was for, but it was bring a vegetable to a game. Which, you know. it's, which in itself, we should not, you should yeah. not be asking people <laughs> no, to do. You shouldn't, you shouldn't do. I mean, does yeah, does getting have, carrot have, cake have, have, count? Or have, does it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
No, we had Devon White with us. That didn't count either. Another 90s reference. Okay, let's move on from that then. Um, Yeah, yeah, I just didn't get the reference. Um, Chris Bone put, I wanted to call my firstborn Luther. We decided on Olivia. So I just wonder whether it was the fact that it was a girl made yeah. him change his mind or whether it was, I, look, we're not calling our daughter Luther, forget it. I, I, I think you should have gone with it. It's just called a Luther. Yeah. Did, you see my, did you see my response to it? Yeah, yeah. You, you <laughs> I, put, I, I hope said, the middle name you... was still Luther. <laughs> and he came, he came back and said no, but I tried to get it to be Ross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Absolutely yeah. fantastic. What else have we got here? Uncle Ron bought a player for eight million and then loaned him back to the same club for the next two seasons. Yeah, he's so predictable, isn't he? He's so the Pasetto defence. The Pasetto defence. Yeah, I, did, I do. Lo- I did love the fact that um, on the spaces the other week, um, uh, Uncle Ron Rupert. I'll call him Rupert came out and said about that. And I did say, well, actually, if you go back about nine months and look at the uh, U-Warns top 25 thing, you'll see that there's uh, there's there's quite a it's quite a shadow around Pizzetto's on, on that as well. I, remember I think it's I think it's a very valid problem. Absolutely. So, yeah, again, uh, tell us you're a Hornet without saying you're a Hornet. Mikey Abrahams, uh, Premier League pitch, National League football. Very good. <laughs> very, very good. My car put a picture of his dog on and said, my dog's called Deanie. Uh, and then Jez Fireman uh, put put a picture of his dog on and said, Hi, Deanie, I'm Matej. Reckon we could have been a good partnership back in the day. Uh, so people naming their animals after after players. Was Matej a greyhound? Uh, it was a greyhound, yes. Yeah, he is. He's on a free transfer. Get him back. Oh, yeah, I would Controversial. Definitely. Robert WFC put a picture of Bob Mortimer holding up a, a, one of those cards on Would I Lie oh, To You and said, I once watched my team lose 11 games at home on the bounce, which is absolutely yeah. true. Absolutely. I don't Spot think on. enough's been said about that. I know, we, I, could, I know we're quite good at breaking records that we don't want to break, but that is an absolute fuck wittery of a record. Yeah, it's shit, isn't it? That, and that's in oh. top flight, by the way. That's not Premier League. That's, top that's not Premier League. That's... Yeah. <clears throat> where, yeah, where is where, where is fuck wittery in comparison to shit housery? Is it below or above? I'd say it's oh above. no, it's well, it, it's well above. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah, it's well above with you all the way. Fuck wittery. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, yeah, uh, someone's put, I'm doing Palace Away. Uh, that wasn't you, Carl. Oh, that was somebody oh else. God. Yeah, no, no. Someone's put here, the dulcet tones of Uncle Ron are a highlight of my week. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's become a legend, hasn't he, yeah. in his own right? <laughs> he has become yeah. a legend. He's actually doing spaces now on a, on a, yeah. on a Sunday. On sun, Sunday night, nine o'clock. Yeah, he did send me a jump, message. We should jump on. Well, we should, we should. But he sent me a message today that said, I'm doing mine on a Sunday out of respect to yours so there's no clash which i thought was lovely of him <laughs> god bless you Rupert. it's also the fact that he doesn't Thanks, want to, I, should, I shouldn't imagine his young family are really keen on him going no go on rupert let's spend the whole of saturday lunchtime with you swearing about football continually he was in his car wasn't Did, he is it is there not also the fact that he is in the states there's some sort of obviously time yeah exactly there, which yeah. is why he's doing it at exactly. that time, he's rather doing than it. Yeah. not to clash with the do not scratch your eyes <laughs> No, well, it's, also, it's also the fact that I, I don't think I don't think Rupert would give up the opportunity to come on and wind up a few people, including yeah. Radio One team jockeys. <laughs> crying out loud, he actually called out Chris Stock to his face. Because, well, but, do you know what? I, I mean, I, I doffed my cap to it because that's what you know. He doesn't just oh, he, he, say it for the sake. Of no, it. no, he, he, you know. So no, I, I think I think for anybody who hasn't listened to it, it's towards the end of it's the towards the end. Stuff. You have to listen but, to it. Yeah, but. 
I think, absolutely, complete and utter nothing but respect for Chris Stark, because I turned around and said, I'm not going to make you answer that question, because you've already said before that, you know, Scott Duxbury's a mate, and I don't care who it is, if he's a friend, I'm not going to ask him to do something like that. And he went, Mm. no, no, it's fine. I'll do it. I'll deal with it. And as he was going through it, he was going, I think... I think I was being attacked by that. What he says. He's kind of working out. That was really quite offensive in a way. Brooklyn sent me a thing going, I never offended him. No, of course you didn't, because you talk like you're from Downton Abbey. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, you, can't you can't be offended by a posh person, but yeah. if I say it. <laughs> well, in, in fairness, Rupert has the command of an English language that doesn't require the word fuckwittery. So there you go. That's how he don't get away with it. Bless his heart. Oh, dear. Absolutely fantastic. Hello, if you're listening, by the way, Rupert. Do do keep joining us, by the way. I like him. Um, I, yeah, I, yeah. I do. I think he's brilliant, actually. <laughs> fantastic. Sports. Now on the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Ashley Blaker, and I'm hosting a new season of the comedy panel show, Never Write Off the Germans, in partnership with my diesel claim. Join me and my esteemed comedy guests as we discuss all that's ridiculous with the greatest show on earth this winter in a host nation with domestic football equivalent to the Isthmian League South. We'll guide you through the tournament covering everything that's funny with the countries taking part. Whether you're a diehard fan... Or an occasional bandwagon jumper, you're supporting your home nation until they're embarrassingly knocked out by Iran. Listen on the Sports Social Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. But remember, never write off the Germans. This is Ronnie Rosenthal speaking, and you are listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. So not content with uh, watching one team get relegated on Saturday, uh, you decided to go to the women's game on Sunday, Pete. <laughs> It did, did indeed, did indeed. Um, you'll be you'll be pleased to know that the the normal turnstiles for the for the Graham Taylor on Vicarage Road they they sh- shut those, so we all had to circumnavigate Vicarage Road. I imagine in honour of your your yes, journey. On I Saturday. hope I hope it was that. I really hope it was that lessons had been learned and <laughs> yeah, and well, new we did, procedures we did get had been to not be allowed in. Um, but it, <laughs> I imagine so. So, but it was it was the the bottom of the table clash. You will know, I'm sure, the result by now. Basically, uh, Coventry were were bottom of the of, of the division, two points behind Watford. So they needed to win. Watford needed to draw or to win, and then it would have been them who would have stayed up. Unfortunately, the result did go the other way. But it was a titanic battle. It went to the 97th minute when an absolute worldie of a free kick from Coventry United went in. And I mean the uh, the the Coventry, Coventry United. It's Coventry United. They play in Is green. It? It's not Coventry City. So wow. it's, you've, you've got things like um, Durham Ladies. There are, there are others that aren't necessarily connected to, to a club there. And bearing in mind, Coventry have only just got their kind of space back at the Rico. They've probably got more things to worry about than setting up uh, an affiliated ladies team. So in the meantime, somebody's gone off and done it themselves. And good on them. So um, they, they played they played really well because they were going for the win. They had to work. You know, they had to do something. So it was, it was pressure time. But the difference between the Watford women and what we'd seen the previous day was they covered every blade of grass that they could. They worked their hardest absolutely all the way across. And it, it probably, you know, in hindsight, it's wonderful. Somebody probably wouldn't have gone into the corner and, you know, with two minutes to go or what have you. The ball comes away, it goes up, free kick from quite a way out, and it's a blistering free kick. Yeah, it really I saw is. It. I saw it. it. It is a worldie. It was so unfair because the Watford keeper, um, sorry, I don't know her name, but she had a 
she had a tremendous game up, up until that point, just dealing with, with with balls coming straight in at her, but not necessarily testing her that well, but she had a really safe pair of hands. Uh, but Coventry needed to get that point, and they did. But at the end of everything, the, the Watford ladies, after, you know, I mean, they fell to their feet. I mean, they were absolutely distraught. They worked all season, and they haven't managed to keep themselves in what was actually a promoted position. They were in the championship, which is the second tier. Previously, they'd been in the third tier. They'd had two campaigns that had been basically stopped because of lock down uh, where they've been the top of the third they would have been there been there by rights but various organizations they got in there on that combination and they didn't quite make it it's it's obviously it was it was heartbreaking for them but even then they do what they do at the end of this game which is kind of they go over to the that everybody's basically into in, in at the lower ground taylor and they're signing autographs and they're having photos and they're doing all of the things that you would want from your local football team to your local community thereafter you know people like helen ward had posted Posted about you know she, how disappointed I she was. It. She's she's the Wales league scorer and she's got to deal with the you know this because she she could play or had have played you know for more years maybe maybe at a high level wanted to come back and help Watford pioneer Adi Faduga Dada who is uh, she's like pace on legs she really is she came on as a substitute why why she wasn't starting I do not know but she posted up the following day which was literally I honestly don't know how I still have water in my body left to cry and it's that. So- that shows that's passion, what it, it means to them mm. and there's the difference it, it's the fact that it meant something what these what these ladies and these girls are trying to do is build up the female side of the club and they have done everybody proud and they still yeah. feel like it's not gone so you know next year if you possibly can get down to Kings Langley and or when they play at Vicarage Road and give them a shout because if you if you complained about the team this year and Christ alone knows we have um, in terms of the men the men's team if you want to see the antithesis of that the absolute opposite almost the kind of antidote to it go down to a, a women's game you don't have the ego you don't have the money you don't have the budget even if you are really cynical about women's football it's really worth giving it a go because you know these guys are trying to pioneer for not necessarily for their own careers even as much as the next people who come in the next girls who come in and, and make it grow and, and go on and it's got Watford so go and support it yeah we were very lucky to speak to Helen Ward on on a previous podcast and she was excellent yeah she's although, had a fantastic although group. distinct lack of brownies now we were promised yes we were promised brownies we were promised oh, brownies Christ almighty I take it all back yeah well <laughs> I ain't paying for the carrot cake there mate I want free brownies you know what I mean yeah if, you know I might message her well, yeah well she's got what two more home games to come good yeah I might, I might say to her look I know you've got a lot on your plate with your relegation and so forth yeah and your hundred caps and all the rest of it but yeah brownies are brownies you did promise brownie deal is and, a deal and unfortunately a deal is a deal but anyway well done I'm glad you enjoyed that Pete and uh, I, I've never been to a, a, a ladies game but I, I might do actually um, my, Tom, my son, at the end when we came out, I said, "If you're going to lose a goal like that, that's the way to do it." To my do son, it, yeah. my son's words yesterday talking about Burnley was soul destroying. This mm. was was heartbreaking. Yeah, it's too. He's right. There's He's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's because they gave they gave their all, and you know the better, however you look at it, they lost, but at least they gave their all, and that's the that's all you can ask for as a football fan, isn't it? I think absolutely. And the final thing I'll say is number forty eight, Georgiou, absolutely caned into absolutely everybody and uh, Tom my son has given her the nickname of Honey Badger because basically every time <laughs> every time a commentary player had the ball she just attacked them and kind of went sliding in all over the place really good stuff and that's when they've had you know the season defining heartbreak <laughs> Honey still Badger great fun. still great fun this is Robbie from AFTV and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast and I can confirm 
It's brilliant. Going back to January, we spoke to Rich Stevens, um, and he's he was talking about a walk that he was planning to do in May and well in January that seemed like a very long time away it seemed like wow you know that's months away but here we are we're in May Mm. um, and he's about to do this walk from the King Power in Leicester to Vicarage Road and he's hit his target so that's that's pretty good excellent yeah because at the time I thought oh that seems achievable and it sort of took off quite slowly and I thought oh but he's he's hit his target this week so that's that's absolutely fantastic and I believe um Luther's going to do the final stretch with him yep yeah he's he's, uh came out I think on social media I forget where I saw it now but yeah he's he's, uh in fact it might have been on uh on their um post on Instagram that Luther's going to do it so no that's excellent I'm going to try and get over there for that that last little bit to, yeah. to see him to see him through, but yeah, no, great cause, and he's it's brilliant news that he's um, he's hit the target. But yeah. thank and thank you to anybody who has seen the link and gone on and uh, yeah and and helped sponsor Rich. It you know his target was a thousand pounds. He's gone through that, but any more that you can give to, to it's going to kids you know kids and families uh, who you know who have kids with autism to try and help them make sure that it's not as as life affecting as it has to be. Just just really helps them. That's the Anna online charity which apparently do does fabulous work i know this by reputation not by experience but uh, everybody i spoke to about it has been uh, absolutely glowing so uh, if you can at all if you've got any spare we know time to tough then uh, do go on there and uh, and sponsor rich so that uh, that walks even more even more good even more good when is it even more good great great english what, what kind of english is that even more good put that in rupert will be despairing at yes me. that's I, what i like now peter i noticed that you said <laughs> even more good um, yes. <laughs> so there is a link if you want to uh give some money to rich it's bit.ly slash three nine n i c one n that's bit.ly slash 39HIC1N. If you click that link, it takes you through to his GoFundMe or is it GoFundMe or one of those? It is a Go, it's a GoFundMe page. It's a GoFundMe yeah. page. He's, up at, uh, he's up north of a, uh, of a thousand pounds. Excellent. Let's see if we can get stuff. to uh, a bit more. Fantastic. Brilliant stuff. Hi, this is Nigel Gibbs, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Carlos, you're going to Crystal Palace on Saturday. What on earth possessed you to want to go to that? Thank event? you for reminding me. Um, Were these tickets bought a long time ago, or is this something that you've purchased recently? Or? <clears throat> I, I did it some weeks ago. Yeah. But yeah, so you thought it was uh, a glimmer, a glimmer of hope that it wouldn't be a during the During the very small glimmer of hope, yes. But... Because it's uh, a little trip into London, it, I, I can kind of deal with it. I wouldn't be going, um, but I, yeah, it, it, it is my last away game of the season. I can assure you. I think you say a little trip into London. I, I think there's. Oh, it's a twat to get to. It's, it's an absolute twat. To get. Up yeah. North that are easier to get to. <laughs> it's terrific. Yeah, it's yeah, terrific it's terrible. by car. Yeah, so I'm going to uh, London Bridge and then what, one of the stations. I forget which one it is now. One Sell of the stations. Or, yeah. Catch the catch the first train to Mordor. Normally, yeah, Mordor. Yeah, Mordor. Yeah, it's just the grim, horrible places. The stadiums crap. That's got to be one of the worst. That's got to be one of the worst stadiums, I think. Yeah, and then to top it all off, there's obviously a bit of needle between Palace fans and Watford fans over the years, anyway. And it's always a lively affair, Crystal Palace away. They're just going to be honest, and that's the bit that I'm dreading the most because. I've accepted relegation. I get that, but I, what I don't need is people going, bah! you know, and that's what it's going to be everywhere we go. So yeah, yeah I've said to Colin. Normally, we have a five goal rule, five goals, and we 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 vacate. I've 
trimmed it down to a two-goal rule. You'll be going home on 17 minutes then, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, so after 15 minutes, and then we'll be back on the train in the centre of London by about four o'clock. Yeah, yeah, I just, I can't see a positive outcome from this at all. No, I can't. I'm I'm actually dreading it. And it's only because I've bought the ticket, I'm, you know, uh, there's a hundred and million things I'd rather be doing, like watching paint dry or... Counting rice. I don't, yeah. Yeah, uh, um, if you've got some leaves that need raking in your gardens, I'll yeah. come round. I'll yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think the Real Madrid fans who had the two-goal rule will be regretting it after last night. Oh, yes. You, yes. You yes. know, may, maybe three goals is a reasonable thing to consider. You think? I, I just... I don't... Yeah, I just... I've, I've had enough of this. I love the club dearly, but even when we even when we go on the um, the Twitter spaces, which I adore, and I love the Twitter spaces, but especially after the Burnley game, it's just such a drain just to be like, oh, I've watched that crap again. And it, it, it's <laughs> been so much. When I was it, walking it's, out... It's worn me out. It's worn me out. When I was walking out after the Burnley game, there were people kicking bins and, mm. and, and shouting like yeah you know, yeah wow, like, and, and you're getting you're getting that stuff happening in the upper gt now you know towards Seriously? the director's box and Seriously? so forth and it, it's really starting to get a bit ugly and i think what peter said earlier where you know he's really on his last warning if we start badly and they do you know pull the dreaded trap door too, too early on it, they're in for it i promise you that they're in for it yeah there's a big groundswell now it was kind of quite muted about three or four months ago um mm. there was a few kind of ooh, you know i think it's time for a change at the top and everyone's going don't be so silly what are you talking about da, 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 da. and I, I have sympathy with that in fact that piece that that guy from the the mirror wrote that you sent me i thought it was spot on what was his name yeah yeah mike waters yeah mike, mike waters yeah so, so, yeah. so the bit by Mike Walters that you sent me uh, in the mirror, I thought was absolutely spot on. He's obviously a Watford fan. He's taken the temperature and he's read social media and he's sort of kind of actually done a very good picture on what it is to be a Watford fan at the moment, I thought. Anyway, I thought it was mm. really, really good. My, yes. my, my only problem with the piece was he starts off by saying, and quote unquote, I'm sure here, the toddlers on social media throwing their toys out of the pram. And then he, then he, the rest of the article is him listing exactly what those toddlers as he disparagingly calls have been saying on social media for about the last three months yeah but i think so it's kind of like well if you're going to say exactly the same thing then then i think you might want to be a little less judgmental about it yeah but i think Um, i think you had to do that because i think the quote unquote toddlers was probably a metaphor for for people that hadn't been going for a very long time and only really knew the sort of last five six seasons where we'd had sort of you know unparalleled success success. yeah Mm. you know and and now it's kind of well these days are being taken away from us and obviously people have been going as long as we have, go, it's cyclical. Mm. We've seen all this before. We've, yeah, yeah. You know, we've, and although this is a bad season, I mean, especially, who's the old, older out of you two? Forgive me. But, uh, uh, yes, so you, old Methuselah here. You've had, you've had more, with the greatest respect, more dinners? More, yeah, more, <laughs> da- more down days more, than hot more dinners. lemon drizzle cake. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not on, you know, I've, the mid-90s. Jesus Christ, they were dreadful. You know, yeah. and in, in, then a, we've in had a stadium with three stands just, or two and a half stands or whatever it was. I mean, yeah, they, just they were. But I mean, for example, you know, yeah, we had Pete Fincham, who was a very notable supporter in and around that time, and yeah. a lot of the people who went there, me absolutely included, Pidge as well, remember that time hugely fondly. 
you know, it was it was there was an awful lot of stuff that actually you did enjoy. Probably mm. you enjoy, we enjoyed the Rhoda, which was the, the Rhoda era, which was nearly get relegated, finish seventh. Yeah, then we get relegated. Yeah, we, yeah. we did the Perryman three years before that, which was like 13th, 13th and 12th mm. or something. You know, you, you you tend to enjoy the roller coasters. Unfortunately, we're at the bottom of a very, very, very deep roller coaster at the minute. Yeah, and yeah. It, it would be nice to have an uptick. Um, I, I just think with, with, with Mike Waters, he's a journalist. He's a wordsmith. If you're going to be a wordsmith and you're going to make a metaphor, make it bloody clear, because that wasn't. That was the toddlers on social media. And I think that, it, sorry, Mike, that's not your best work, because I think a lot of the things that you went on to say, those people that you said who you were very disparaging about, in my opinion, um, you know, and it might be talking about people who've got less experience or what have you. Fuck it. So what? They've got less experience. They've still got an opinion. It's just as valid. I think you could have been uh, a little bit more, uh, a, a little bit more courteous to your readers. Come on, come on this podcast and explain yourself immediately. Yes, yeah, yeah, if you're it. listening, <laughs> if you're listening, yeah. Um, just, just very, very quickly, one thing that you did post up, which actually did get my enthusiasm going again, and I was like, oh, was the footage from the looting game? Oh god, which yeah, was yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> which was basically a massive brawl outside the Weatherspoons in Watford, which I was inside the pub. Do you know what? Um, that's the first time I've seen that footage. If I was inside that pub, I would have been absolutely oh, mate, fucking grim. terrified. The wind has come through. Oh, I didn't think it was dreadful. that bad. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was terrible. There, there was. I, I always remember. What time was, was that? Because it was oh, an evening game, wasn't it? It was an evening. I'm going to say, yeah, half five, six o'clock. Right. Okay. So this was long before it all sort of kicked off inside yeah, the ground. This, okay. this is what what happened is that they were all in the town centre or, or being sort of marched up from the station. Hmm. They then got into the town centre, but obviously the Watford fans were in there, and that that there was a couple of melees. I I didn't. I, I obviously witnessed that one, but they kept the Luton fans back, obviously to get all the Watford fans into the ground, and then we were we were in the ground, and then that's when all of a sudden they sort of all charged in and there was no police in the ground because they were trying to deal with the, the shite in the in the town centre. But the, the point you made was you've got all these fans of a certain age going, I can't wait for the Luton game. I can't wait for this. And I've said to and I'll, I'll quote again, you do not want this game. You do not want that lot coming to Vicarage Road because that, that is going to be an absolute shit show. Forget the football. Yeah, it, I mean... It, it's just that it's the drama that goes with it. They have been back with fans since once, yeah. I think, which Two, was... The, 2006. Yeah, Six, that was yeah. towards the end of the season with nothing on the game, if I remember rightly, because it was just before we went to um, Cardiff, wasn't it? So, I think I think yeah, the point there is the fact that as you said, it was an evening game. It, the, you know, the, 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 where the, where the, where it all kicked off was basically everybody goes and gets tanked up. Yeah. Every, and it, it is possible. And the game's not kicking off till 7.30. So, you know, they either get out of work earlier or they take the whole day off, they get completely tanked up and then it all kicks off completely. I think, yeah. I think where, that was where, the idea whereas, though, wasn't it? Where, they were trying uh, to get the stop the drink. Well, that, that was the idea, but you know, good, good luck stopping mm. football fans having a drink pre-game. Yeah. Whereas absolutely. the, the if, 2006 if I, if I recall, game. Yeah. It was a lunchtime I, kickoff on yeah. a Sunday. It was. Yeah. It, it was. Whereas the, the league game, I'm pretty sure they probably started at something like 12.30. Yeah. It was. Mm. Um, I think that's what'll happen again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it, it'll mean that hopefully alcohol won't, won't take too much of it and, and the police will be all over it. They have to be because it's an incendiary tie. Otherwise, it's just yeah, ridiculous. We were bust into their to the, the 4-0. I remember that. Yeah, we I remember getting bust into yeah, that. It was, busting, it, it was very much like you had to meet. I think I forget where we had to meet. We yeah, had we to drove. meet to pick. Oh, did you? Yeah, we, we drove, got, but parked up about 200 yards from the ground and just walked in. 
Oh, well, you did yeah, well. I got, you did well. Which well, one through the carnage, in. it seems, I don't know. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those games that um, it, it, it has an atmosphere all of its own that's not very nice. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's not big, it's not clever. It, you you won't get away with being out of order. You will get a slap. Just be very, very careful. And you do have to did, keep your eyes open at these these. these did games. anybody see them greet the Cardiff fans that got off the coach recently? Don't know if you saw that. No, Cardiff, uh, I can't. I, I think it was either somebody will correct me, but it was either at Cardiff. Or at, I, I think it was at Luton. It was at Luton Cardiff, only a few weeks ago. Yeah, Cardiff got off. Load of Cardiff, Cardiff uh, coaches pull up, surrounded by police. You know, there was obviously the police bikes yeah. there. The doors open. Maybe 30, 40 Luton fans charge the coaches on the coaches. Yeah. You know, and and listen, I've got my own views on Luton fans, but. Well, they 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 will be certainly up for something when when so, that game happens. So I, I can promise you that. Let's assume they stay down and we go down. Will you go to Kenilworth Road? Yes, you will. I will. I won't take my son. I've already said said that to him. So I can't because I, I, I can't guarantee his safety. Your safety. So I, no, I won't. I won't take him. Uh, I'll take. I'll probably take him to the. The home one. Well, the home one, I think, is slightly different. Although I wouldn't want to be sitting in the Vicarage Road end necessarily at the home one. I don't well, think. that's yes, yes, yes. Um, it's all right. I've got Peter near me. He's a good shield. <laughs> I'm you, big enough. Would you be? <laughs> would you be going, Peter, to Kenilworth Road now? I don't know. Oh, I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't have a problem with that. I agree with you. You think twice about taking your loved ones, but let's face mm. it, Tom, Tom leaves me in the shade, so I'll probably have him for protection. That's fine. <laughs> that's fair. Tom's, um, a door, that's fair. Tom's a bouncer. Would you actually yeah. park 200 yards away from the ground this time, though, or would you be going on club transport? Or uh, no, he likes his he likes his car quite. You know, he uh, wouldn't want to leave it there. Well, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd have to think about it. I still think that the, the, my, my favourite all-time away game was, um, again, mid-90s, so we had, like, the Hummel kit. You know, and we were, it was a, a away game for some reason. It was away at um, Sunderland. And it, it was the day, it was the day of the first ever national lottery draw, right? right. And I, there's about 50 years of, or everybody's gone on the club coach and there's only 50 there and it's old Roker Park. Yeah. So there's 50 oh, of us in this tiny bit, right? As, as we're kind of coming into the outskirts of Sunderland, right, which is quite sprawly at best, and, and look, and it's, it's, it was fairly barren, especially in the mid nineties. Everything was barren in the north in the nineties. And there's this woman, right, and she's got she's got the, the the child that's in 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 the baby buggy, whatever. She's pushing her, and she's dragging this like five year old toddler or something. Mike, Mike Walters, take note. Um, she's dragging this kid, and she sees the Watford bus, right. And she looks up at us in the, as we kind of sat in stationary traffic, and she basically just gives it the bird, right? Gives it the middle <laughs> finger, right up, and it's like you know, viciously. You're going, okay. Doesn't doesn't look at the baby. Looks down at the little toddler. Basically, gives goes to give him a backhander, and, and has a talk with it. And then the kid looks up and goes, "Oh, sorry, mum." What are you doing? You know what you do to away fans. Intimidate them. Like, Welcome oh to the north. Yeah, which is about four miles from the ground. That's and we fantastic. finally we find, finally rock up at the ground. And the police come on the bus. Bearing in mind there's the whole of Roker Park, which is which was fairly intimidating at the best of times. And there's 50 of us all wearing like yellow, red, and black bobble hats or looking the least offensive football fans you can have. And uh and basically, the police just came on and threatened everybody. That was it, really. It was like, you know, you, it was like, oh, really, hold on, hold on, and you, you'd be thrown out the fucking groan. It was like, oh, okay, welcome it. Yeah. Anyway, we did them 3 1. Fucking great day. Oh, there you go. There get you in, go. Get in. Fantastic. Yeah. After that, Luton, piece of piss. 
Yeah. Well, I remember Oxford being an absolute nightmare as well. Them coming here and us going there. I remember them tearing the place apart. I remember Oxford for reasons of kit clashing twice, both yeah, yeah. away. And I remember their ground thinking, I've been to some terrible grounds before, but this is mm. possibly the worst ground I've ever been to. Oxford United, absolutely terrible. Their, car, their, their, their one at the moment, I think, is has got a car park one end. There's no stand behind the goal, if, I, if uh, I'm right saying. Yeah, so I, yeah, that video, I, I have to say, I, I, I saw it and I thought, I wonder how many people have actually seen this um, yeah, I was under in the, the age of 20. <laughs> I have, I've never seen that footage in the town before. I realised that was the moon underwater straight away when I saw thought, Oh, God, that looks like the Weatherspoons. And then, obviously, there was the whole... Because what they did that day is they gave Luton the whole of the Vicarage Road in. They made the family stand the lower uh, rouse. The lower rouse. Yeah, they moved was, everything across. What a terrible yeah, I idea. the guy with the corner flag. Yeah, that's on that video, the guy with the corner flag. Mm. I I can't remember. I forget his name, but the guy there was a guy we were with on that game. We were in the in the rookery, and he he just all of a sudden he just went fuck this, and just got, just got up out of his seat. We were probably about four or five rows from the front, but just started walking on the pit, and the stewards went like sort of looked at him, just said, where are you going? But just looked at him, where are you going? He went, I'm not having this. It's, it's like, him versus the rest of yeah, them. Yeah, one person. And then all of a sudden, a few others have gone, right. And yeah. off they went. But then the, the, the police came in. I, I they were remember seconds horses and all sorts away. Being... Seconds yeah. away from lighting, that was. It was very, very close. Yeah, that would have gone. Right. Yeah. That would have gone. Someone also reminded me the other day of um, Cameron Campbell, who handcuffed himself to the seats that time. Yes. Yes. I was sat right by that. Yes, yeah. sat right by him. I, I was on yeah. nodding yeah. terms with Cameron. I kind of knew him, and he was sort of very vociferous as a fan, and you thought, oh, you know, he's a little bit over the top perhaps, but there's no harm in him. And then one day, he's handcuffed himself to a seat, yeah. and they're cutting him out, and they're trying yeah, to get Yeah, they came down with the... Bolt cutters. Bolt croppers, and... Yeah, trying to get him out. Cameron Campbell. Isn't trying it? to arrest him at the, the same time as move his hands out of the way of the... <laughs> it's fantastic. You know, well, the early as, stages. As I say, maybe maybe the mid-90s were Mordor. I, I, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you said, but it's all characters and you... Yeah, it was good. Oh, it was good times. No, it was good proper times, old yeah. characters. Someone reminded me the other day of Sailor, who was the old boy who took the flag down at the end oh, of the game. Oh, God, yeah. Do you remember yeah. Sailor? And, uh, you know, there was... Pro- Program Dave's still my favourite. Oh, Dave. It, it's yeah. not a match day unless I hear program. Programs? Nah, he's lovely, isn't he, old Dave? Wolfie, Wolfie's still around. I saw him recently as well. So uh, it's good to know that these people are still around, well, really. Well, the mid-90s were the time when Wolfie became sort of man of notoriety. Yeah. Because he, he was already kind of doing stuff, but then he suddenly grew the beard. Yeah. And then, and then it all started off the howling wolf and stuff. And one day he was walking past, and um, my mate Kev, who who was always always one to not shut the fuck up when he might want to, just shouted out, "Don't wave!" After he'd waved us, and then he kind of left it a period and went, "Shave!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just like, all right, Kev, thanks for that, mate. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he has shaved now, and he Wolfie. He's not quite as yeah. recognisable as he's been. But those howls, every time he walked past with a programme, people going, Arr! I mean, it's just, you know, the fun's gone out of all this now. There'd be, you know, all sorts of groups set up, the Save Wolfie group or whatever. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, no. The, the, you say that the mid-90s were pretty dark in terms of football, but we had a laugh, didn't we? We, we a did laugh, have a laugh, yeah. 
We can't do that anymore, sadly. Do not scratch your eyes! Well, try and enjoy the game on Saturday if you can. Uh, if you're going, like Carl, then God bless you, because uh, we need more people like that in the world that are willing to just, you know, put themselves out there no matter what. The rest of us will be watching it on a stream, probably turning it off after 15 it's minutes. basically called me stupid without well, did did I, being nice did about I, it. Yeah. Did I? Did I? <laughs> I don't know, was that down with you. faint I'll take, so, I'll take it, it's I a compliment, think, thank you. I'd have to listen back to what I just said there, but I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily think that I You fucking idiot, you're going to Crystal Palace. Well, and good luck to Carl, whose life, <laughs> yeah, life choices idiot. we're questioning. <laughs> did, I, did I do that? I'd have to listen back on that. If, I, if that was No, harsh. I like it. Stick it. Well, I'll, I'll keep it in, but well, yeah. that's my stream and, of consciousness uh, there. And best of luck to toddler Carl. That's a metaphor, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Let me rephrase it then. Uh, if you're going to Crystal Palace, well done. Well done. Uh, we, we, we salute you. Uh, the rest of us will be watching on a stream and turn it off after 15 minutes. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> man. It's a long way to go. I tell you, I've, it's, it's I've taken me less time to get to Manchester than it did to, to Sellers mm. Park. So I'll, uh, I'll be on the, uh, I'll get on the, the, the Twitter Oh, yes. Um, Better mention that. Yeah. So yeah. five o'clock after final whistle, we will run up Twitter spaces and uh, you can have your say on the game. Uh, I have to say, I can't remember any really where we've had good news to share uh, since we've been doing it. It's all been a bit kind of right. Can I have my say now? I wish to rant. But yeah, please join us on that. You're very free to join us. Uh, you just literally come to our Twitter after the game. You'll see there's a little sort of a, a symbol or something on our profile picture. If you click that, it takes you in. If you want to talk, you press a button, a request. Peter knows that you want to talk and let you in. You can have your say. Pretty sure we're going to get flamed by Palace fans. That has happened before. They well, they are aware that we, we do it, yeah. Mm. So, Pete, I did the last one. It's not a lot of fun with that because you're never quite sure if they're Palace or not unless they're called, I don't know, something like Hard Eagle or... You can normally yeah. see the profile picture, can't you? So you can. Yeah, there, but, is, there are clues. If I see any stripy Nigels on there, I'll be like, Peter, please do not, do not allow them. them in. Well, let them on, no. but just, just be ready to ban them, I would say, because, yeah. Well, when... when... When they came up and they did us 4-1, there were a number of, of, of Crystal Palace fans who were really nice. They had opposable yeah. thumbs. They could articulate language. <laughs> they were really good. And then we had some, some twats in a car. We'll make yeah. sure we have more of the former and less of the latter. Yeah, but that would be ah, good. it's all part of the game. Yeah, and they're crying out loud. Let's not worry about it too much. After, you know, yeah. On uh, on the final whistle, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll put it up and uh, and have a chat and see whether or not we are all down physically, metaphorically, or indeed from a league perspective. Who knows? Yeah, I think I know the answer to that before we run it up. But let's wait and see. Uh, mathematically, we can still stay up, of course. But uh, you know, mathematically, lots of things can happen. So. Yeah, I can't see it. It's something like I can't remember. Leeds has to lose. Someone else has to lose. Villa have to win ten nil. Watford have to beat. Le- Leeds are worried. Leeds are worried. Are they? Mm, Leeds are. A couple of Leeds fans I've spoken to. They are bricking it. They've got a sneaky suspicion about Everton. I'll be gutted actually if it, if Everton get away with it. But mm. hey ho, we will see. That's a Wednesday night game, isn't it? Is, did we yeah, decide that? yeah, they, yeah. We, we need to win that for Leeds, basically, which is a, but a, something I'd never thought I would say. But that we also want to win that to bring Everton. Does that not help us yeah. relegate no, Everton if we beat them? Yeah, as well, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah, yeah. That would be a nice way to finish the season in a kind of perverse I, yeah, if, way. If, if I could it? take, I'm, I did say it very briefly. If I could take a tiny little minuscule 
something out of this season, it would be that Everton come down. Yeah, but what you do is you see, you wind up the Everton fans. That's what yes. happens. You, and, and and I have to keep saying, no, please don't attack me about this. Attack yes, him because yes. I, I don't have a I, problem with Everton I have fans. a huge I know, following. I know you do. I, I have a huge following of Everton fans. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that could be interesting next season. You winding yes. up Everton fans, Luton fans. Um, yeah. That could oh, be great fun. yeah, yeah. Well, here's Carl. Here's Carl turning up with some bumps and bruises again. Yeah. Well, and an let's face guard. it. Let's face it. Full. You know, Marco Silva has got promoted. Bournemouth have got promoted. Yeah, that's that upset me. There is still the possibility that Reading, Reading. If you're listening, Tom Daly Bashiru, come and do a job on them. Stop them getting into the playoffs. Yeah, because if, because if if they go up, yes, we won't have the derby, and there's some good elements to that. But I think there's a lot more bad elements in a way to not having the derby, providing people can act like human beings. But um, yeah, having that three would be like, oh my god, and it would require Everton to come down. It just simply to balance the universe out, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that uh, Jefferson Lerma did the. Uh... Yeah, do you see it? Yeah, horrible. Oh, horrible. Fair, yeah, I mean, yeah. fair play to him. Band- I mean, a Bantosaurus Rex, as I would call it. But he got, you know, fair play. We we give it to him when it happens. So it's come back. It, that's, first that's thing life, he did, it? though. First he, thing I he mean, did. Somebody said, yeah, but you know, you've just got promoted, and your first thought is to go to Watford. Watford. And, and you go. You go. Yeah, we are living absolutely spectacularly rent free in that rent free in that man's head. Yes. But then again, Cabba had the shirt the t-shirt ready and we all laugh at that hey you give it take it oh that's quite right no 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 i agree i totally agree you you know in a year's time they'll be exactly feeling like we are yeah they'll they'll struggle either i they will struggle 100%. They did a, did all right last time, didn't they? They they were like us. They stayed up sort of five seasons. And they, but yeah, they they matched us and then obviously the they yeah, then, yeah. they came down with us. Went pear shaped, yeah. but, but now you've got Chinese investment at Southampton, you've got Saudi Arabia buying clubs, you've got American billionaires buying clubs, you've got oligarchs trying to sell them to other billionaires etc. It's such an un, uneven playing field. The going for the premiership, trying to win promotion to the premiership is it's like going for a win where the prize is a night in a dinner out and then you get to the premiership and you find out that the night and the dinner out is pizza express in woking with prince andrew you're gonna get nailed (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna get you're gonna get nailed one way or another it's just a question of how hard and how How often oh god these editorial decisions i have to make they're just so difficult (laughs) do i leave uh, it in and mike waters that's how you do a metaphor (laughs) yes That may or may well. not. That may or may not make the final cut. I have this. Oh, I think that has to. That has to make the final cut. <laughs> I do have to say. I think. We, I think we need to make a recurring theme of uh, of Roy Hodgson's interview with the toddler. So I think that's brilliant. Because I saw. I saw the other one that he. The question he got, which was, "What's the best question you've ever been asked?" And he basically he said, "Well, I think it's uh, uh, David Bernstein, the former chief executive of the Football Association, and he asked me." Uh, he said, Roy, would you like to become England manager? And I said to David Bernstein, the chief executive of the football association. You see these kids go like, is there a high shelf I can jump off? It was like, it was fucking brilliant. That impression just nailed me. That's fantastic. Oh, <laughs> well. We're not recording, are we? Well, we are still recording, but that's funny. That is so funny. Uh, <laughs> David 
said, David Burton, the chief executive of the Football Association. That sounds more like Brian Walden from <laughs> Brian Walden. <laughs> it does, but I'll take it, Brian Walden or Roy Hodgson. Fantastic. Oh, whoever listens to this, it's becoming increasingly niche, isn't it? it Brian is, Walden. Yeah. Brian Walden. I know who Brian Walden is, but that's because I'm Weekend over. World. Royal. Weekend World, yes. All of the Sunday lunchtime. Oh, Sundays, yeah. Right, let's, let's wrap this okay. up. Right, we've got to say goodbye, haven't we? We have got to say goodbye. Here we go. And my name's Roy. <laughs> my name's Brian Roy Holden. Right, chaps, catch you after the Crystal Palace game on Twitter Spaces. Let's hope it's... Uh... Well, do you know what? I don't even want us to win. I don't care anymore. I just don't care. I just just don't... put me out of my misery. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> wounded animal. You just have to get no, the spade No, out. no, no. I mean, any of that. You're going to the Stripey Nigels. Go and do them over. Go and give all the fans who are making the decision to go down there and still bloody well follow you, you lazy bastards. Put it in <laughs> and give them a fucking result. But why should yes. they do it at that game and not over the other 30 that we've watched this season though. I right? don't care, but they deserve one. I, I would like I would like to see us win live again. But, uh, you know, this <laughs> before season. Before I die. Yeah, before I die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knew that the Nigerian curse was a serious <laughs> yeah, issue? Yeah, this is the first year of 600 years. It's <laughs> fucking miserable. I know. I thought the last sort of, you know, 30 had been bad. Anyway. <laughs> uh, what am I going to be like after 500? <laughs> well, if you're still here, you're doing dusty. well, I'd say. Yeah, dusty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very dusty. Uh, let's, let's disappear. Thanks for listening everybody catch you after the Paris game see you later you owns you owns see you off bye now Sports Social Podcast Network Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy how does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.